0: morning good afternoon and good evening to everyone who's listening uh, i just want to say to everyone thank you so much um, who've been following the podcasts it means so much and i hope you guys are learning some things from these incredible songwriters speaking of great songwriters i have the pleasure of speaking with mr spencer segalov today so hello to you sir hello um, as usual, because I have so much music that people are sending me these days, which is the best thing. Like, what a thing to do. I have just listened to Spencer's song and it's called Records. Do you know what? I'm going to let you p- pronounce it, Spencer. Uh, I've already got uh, it wrong.
1: It's called The Records in Your
0: Dad's Collection. And once again, I, I opened up the link and I thought this could go either way. It could be this, it could be that, it could be metal, it could be reggae. But I was pleased to find that this was. Um, a really nice I, I just call it a pop song and I think it's absolutely um I, I don't know how to put it it's it's fantastic it's fantastically written just the melodies you have this nice part where you sing this uh this thing that you do and you kind of uh, I'm probably going to go wrong now but <laughs> you, you you're like um it kind of descends in the melody I think it's after the chorus it's it's just oh. the vocal performance uh, I won't um imitate it now but I'm gonna just straight up ask you the question, Spencer. And uh, why is this your favourite song that you've written?
1: Oh well, okay.
0: Well, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's my. Right. It's definitely one that other. It's really hard to to, to pick one. And I, you know, yeah. I've written dreadful songs. I'm not always written good songs. And I like a handful of songs that I've written. But that, yeah, I, you know, I had I had to pick one. So I had to be quite mercenary about it. Mm-hmm. But I did. I did like like this one. I think I think it. Um, if you're talking about songwriting, it, it ticks all the boxes of what of what you can do with a song. Of what classic songwriting is doesn't mm. you don't always have to do classic songwriting, but it, it, you know it follows a very natural path and it, there's a there's a, there's a good structure to it. So you, maybe it's best. It's easy to talk about than some other things.
0: You know, I think when sort of- you said classic songwriting, I think that's sort of what I was trying to put my finger on earlier. Um, because it's just all there, isn't it? It seems very complete. And um, as I say, the, you've got this very colourful melody. You can talk me through that in a bit. But um, what are the, because I, I said to Steve, the vibe, I took two names, uh, Billy Joel. <laughs> this is what came into my head. And I'm curious to know what the musical influences were behind the song.
1: Um, I was thinking, I was thinking of some of some Elton John. What what happened was I, I was, I was writing an album just for one specific gig, Their band called Field Music asked me to support them in, in Swansea, the Taliesin, and the deal was I couldn't bring my own band, so I I was in a band called Instructions, and we had an album called People Skills out at the time, but I wasn't able to bring the band, so none of my music would have worked, and I didn't have anything else, so I thought, I got six months, can I write a, you know, a brand new album in that time? So it put myself under a bit of pressure, and it was it's fine, it's actually not that hard a thing to do. but it sounds maybe to some people that it's difficult, but six months working two or three hours a day is loads of time to write to write an album. Mm. So, what well, and musically, I I got into a lot of things I'd never liked before. I got into yacht rock, which is you know really comfortable wow. music made by white people in the seventies. You know.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: I got into Steely things that I'd always hated, like Steely Dan and Hall and I don't know why. I just Steely never da-
0: It's so their music is so sophisticated in. It's a bit overwhelming, isn't it? But that's fantastic. I've heard some of their um, songs, but yeah, continue.
1: All oh, right, yeah, um, I, and a lot of a lot of uh, uh, pianists or singer-songwriters I got into Elton John for the first time. I don't know why. I just never given him the time of the day before. Yeah. And uh, Andrew Gold, uh, definitely Billy Joel. I, I started buying, a lot, and I went to the record shop in Cardiff Market, and every Saturday I'd buy the most middle of the road album I could find.
0: Oh wow!
1: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So by the time it came to write, all the it, all this, all this sing songwriter 70s stuff like Carol King's, it just all flooded out really easily. Um, so I wasn't even like, in control, you know, you must have that feeling writing songs as well. Sometimes someone else is in yeah, control
0: just, It just uh seems like a huge buffet of artists. And now that you're mentioning these artists, I'm like, oh yeah, I can so see. It's like when you make uh <laughs> when you make a nice uh, dinner and it's sort of like oh yeah I can taste that and I could taste that um, you mentioned Andrew Gold and I, I still feel obviously he's not underrated but we, so many people forget how much of a classic songwriter he was I one of the first songs that I learned on piano when I was 14 was Lonely Boy wow. and it's, yeah, I just, I don't know what, on the, I mean, for a 14-year-old in whatever it was, it's sort of mid noughties I, I just remember <laughs> saying to my dad, hearing it on the radio, like, what is that song? And he was like, oh, it's Andrew Gold. And he's actually done some really good things, but he's brilliant. So I'm glad that you mentioned him. Um, yeah. And Elton John, it's interesting you say, you know, it, you got into Elton John for the first time because obviously he's an icon for some people, but I'm kind of the same. I've only really dipped into him when I saw Rocketman. Um, last year and and I was like oh my goodness this guy has a catalogue of hits and you think that you know we'd know that but it's interesting to you kind of um that was your your inspirations and that they are there's 70s elements I think of these um these songs so that's that's brilliant what a nice set of inspirations (laughs) yeah
2: yeah
1: um and I had the, I had the title, i moved in with my girlfriend, who's now my wife, you know. Uh, yeah. When did that album come out? 2018. So we're talking about 2011, 12, 13, and I wrote the song in oh. 15. And so when I was writing that other album, People Skills, she said to me, one hand off off hand one day, everything you write sounds like the records in my dad's collection. And I went, whoa. Oh,
0: wow. So that's the, uh, actually, I'm that. Spencer, I'm going to you've again like most people you've you've glided me into the next question then I want to ask you more about that because that's a great story like so tell us sort of start to finish about the narrative of how this came about well, like, yeah, the so lyrics.
1: She, she, yeah so she said that and around that time I would met her dad and one, one of the uh, you, unusual things when you when you find someone you fall in love with and you settle down you realize sometimes how similar you are to their family and that that's spooky and wow. reassuring same time so her my father-in-law now is very similar to me in very ultra specific ways so an example would be if we're cooking in the kitchen and we get stressed we both sing opera we're not real opera oh my gosh I love
0: that that's bizarre (laughs) though that is quite spooky isn't it
1: yeah and she sits if we're sitting on the settee she sits the way my mum would sit with me my mum always sits with the legs over my knees oh my
0: god what wow (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing that's that's really (laughs) eerie what an observation though and yeah And you've actually in the title I suppose it's quite literally like uh something that she said uh, back then and wow is there any other kind of lyrical um story behind it like the rest of the lyrics
1: lyrics Um, so so yeah that that idea that that the music I was writing was was the same music she heard growing up even though my songs were what you call original songs they obviously had a big deck to the music of her childhood and that was that was all and then the the rest of it then is all about you know, um, her, she talked to you about what she did when she was younger, that camping trips and power cuts and pillow fights and things like that. So I was very much saying that we can still do all these things again. You know, nothing stopping us from doing those things. Oh,
0: that's so um, nice. It's kind of like a, it's, it's like, kind of um, in some ways it sounds a bit like an ode to your now wife, which is really yeah. sweet, I think. And it's obviously. So she must be so sort of like, wow, what an honor to have <laughs> a nice, not just the song, but a, an actual phrase that she used. Um, I never would have thought that's lovely. And um, wow, so that's kind of the main narrative. And um, that's interesting. It got me thinking now about <laughs> whoever I settled down with. I'm like, are they going to be like my family? That's something very really interesting. That's some sort of psychology. There's, yeah, that's yeah.
1: wow. It's- it's weird, you know, it, it's lovely and scary and eerie and, and reassuring all, all all in one package.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's just it's a
1: lot to take in.
0: Wow. <laughs> so I'm going to listen to the song, as I always do. I'll listen to the song later and I'm going to be... That's the best thing about, um, this is the whole point of the podcasts. It's just all your, you've obviously, I I reckon you've got, there's no chance you can sing and compose like that and not have a lot of listeners. And I was looking, actually, I was on a scroll through, I think it was just your main page on Facebook, and I I was seeing some song, there was a song you did on piano. And um, I could see you had some great feedback uh, from that. Yeah, and it's so... I think it's nice for your listeners you obviously have a lot and a lot of fans and it's going to be nice for them to learn about this song because you said that as much as you do you you like all the songs you've written it's you said it was I think one of the first things you said to me was what was it now it's what people said was their favorite song of yours is that right right.
1: yeah Mm. I mean I I don't I don't have I wouldn't say I have a lot of people that know I am but Mm. yeah but but um it's a song that people have said strange things like they say to me oh that's a real song that one and I sort of know what they mean and then I'm sort of a bit taken aback thinking well, what about the others
0: yeah <laughs> but that's it it's like a it's like a compliment insult thing like is that a good thing or? it is yeah I think it's a good thing though because <laughs> yeah I, I know what you mean though but that's it's nice of them to say that and even if it is there's so many artists I think we all like my main playlist where i pick up songs from discover weekly sometimes i'll pick a song and i listen to the artist and i'm like oh my word literally hate their music but there's one song that oh my word and <laughs> you said that they said this one's quite did you say real is that what you just said oh um
2: yeah, yeah.
1: It, it, it was a real song or a proper song people have said to me uh, wow. yeah i don't know it's, it's hard to analyze yourself like that
0: yeah, but it's it's always nice, I think, to ask people sort of what is, what do you think is my favourite song? Like I've done, I've tried to produce so many songs over lockdown and I realised, I'm, I'm not going to lie, when I did some live streams, even like live in lockdown, the Cardiff thing, Um, out of all the probably 10 songs that I performed, there's, there's just one that always stands out and it's a bit like, like you said, what about the others guys like do you not (laughs) did you not notice the other songs and you're not talking about the other songs but I think that's nice because it shows that that's probably the one that we'd get more famous with if we released it or um you get more attention so it's a compliment I'd say but it's interesting um that was going to be that was actually my next question uh about what feedback have you had from listeners I suppose you could still tell us about any feedback any other feedback you've had
1: You know, one of the one of the most unusual things, I remember writing the song, I, w- I was off work uh, ill, so I wouldn't have written the song otherwise. And I was just in my dressing gown and I was singing that phrase around the house in the style of Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins. Oh my I gosh,
0: stupid. I love that.
1: It's <laughs> stupid. And then I sat down at the piano and I thought, what would Elton John do? So it was that bit right, right at the top, the melody line leans into it like Elton John does. Like a, a sound like on the... He does this sort of lean, loping singing and yeah. nowadays I stop singing words altogether but I used to sing yeah. words <laughs>
0: so it's and,
1: true and, yeah and the verse came out all in one go and then I got to the I got to the chorus bit and something that's never happened before and I was really embarrassed when it happened to me that I started crying and it's weird because I was I was on my own in my dressing Aww. gown thoroughly ashamed of myself for, for, for and then so I thought, I can't do this. And I thought, am I, am I really ill? Like what, what's up with me? And, <laughs> and then I thought, well, I've done songs that have made me and other people laugh and songs that have made people excited and crying is like another emotion, but it's, it's a taboo emotion, particularly maybe for a man as well. I don't know.
0: Wow. But, uh,
1: so, but mm. I thought, you know, being a bit blokey from Swansea, I just imagined what my friends would say and how they'd laugh at me and things like that. And then I just thought I'd go with it. I'll go with this weird crying emotion oh, and I'll finish the song. And then, and then it sort of made a few, like feedback wise, it sort of made a few other people cry. Some people said to me, I played it at home and my partner was crying. I thought, what have I done? I've unleashed this crying wave.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've turned everybody upset, but that is exactly why we do what we do, isn't it? As writers, that's what you want to hear, whether it's you're sort of thinking, what was that sort of uh, dressing robe day when you were like, oh, what's going on? Bridget Jones moment. Yeah. It's that results i think people feed off that what you do in your um in your what's the word the ingredients and the making of it and that's so nice to hear that people said to you i cried through that like imagine making somebody cry not not in a bad way but in a in a well i guess a really raw authentic human way and that's that's really lovely to hear i, I it, it is an emotional song though i did kind of think huh especially after hearing quite upbeat um just so many different songs this week and yeah. I thought oh my goodness you've put a lot of thought into this and um oh, it must be so nice to hear people say that about your songs.
1: Yeah it, you know it was weird often songs the songs that people like of mine and maybe you get this as well i don't feel like i've written them i don't think i've put that much conscious effort into them so i was Mm. i got to the end of this song hearing it for the first time as it was being written and getting all upset with it and thinking this is who's at the controls here who's who is writing this song because i don't feel like i'm doing it it's just all coming out at once it's very
2: strange
0: i love that so much it's yeah you, you do kind of surprise yourself uh and I'm sure a lot of people probably like Elton have the, have the same thing. It's almost as if their uh, their souls are talking rather than we are, which is again, another spooky thing. And just another mm-hmm. reason why we do this. And we're so lucky, all of us creatives or even people who aren't, they they kind of, when you listen to music, it just, it's uh, it's obedient, isn't it? To us and our feelings. And um, I said to somebody the other day on an interview, acts like the mate who isn't there for you. So, sorry, who you can't find, but is there for you when other people aren't yeah um and that's that's lovely to hear I'm really glad that um you, you could tell listeners about that because I'd love to someone oh gosh you know that that song made me cry or that song made me feel so euphoric because it can go both ways can't it? I'm sure you've written songs that might be more upbeat and it's made you feel like yeah instead of oh dress and robe you know <laughs> yeah I did my make- my
1: first, my first album. I go to this indie club called Twisted by Design. This is back in two thousand and six now, and the DJ would sometimes play local bands. Sometimes he play like a song of mine, and I'd I'd always leave the dance floor mortified. And I'd, that's not false modesty. That's not you know when you hear yourself back with other people yeah. watching you. I yeah. thought all I can hear is mistakes. You know I don't want to hear this, but he'd yeah. play it anyway, and I'd watch people dance and jump up and down, and Aww. that bit I liked. You know, so I thought oh people are, so people have danced and people have laughed and I've watched people play air guitar to my songs, but. I never thought I'd make somebody cry. And When I read about artists crying about their own music, I'd, I'd, I'd be embarrassed for them. I think, don't be so soft. But I, I get it now. I just sort of grow into it.
0: So did but- you, that day, that important day when you wrote this did you you had your little robe moment did you have I've just got this image because I don't really know what you look like but I because we're not using the camera thankfully tonight I'm not it's not a good day for me but I <laughs> it's a bad face day like, people have bad hair days I have bad face days so <laughs> but um I have this image of somebody on a piano in their dressing robe just getting ready for the day with a cup of coffee did, did you cry after you sort of like written like did you sit down and do the melody and harmony first and then the lyrics like is that the order Ooh, um probably can't I remember think, can you sorry it came out
1: because i had the title so which is the first line of the song so sound like all the records in your dad's collection and then i had the next line instantly because i just had to rhyme it with um the one that brings happy thoughts and then the deep reflection so that i'm um, i think the lyrics just came out at the same time as i was playing and then when i got to the chorus that's when i stopped because i thought whoa it was just yeah. uh, so sort the of, chorus is like a different it's sort of similar but a little different rhythmical thing that happens and mm. it was at that point where I just started involuntarily sort of welling up and then I stopped and I yeah I sort of had a word of myself thinking what are you doing this is just a yeah. song Come on. get it together man wow.
0: I think that speaks a lot for the song though you're getting good feelings we've all had that I think it's, it's not even narcissistic to say that we've written something and been like wow you know I think that's a very healthy thing I've had uh, I don't really get much hate because I don't really post that many songs anymore but there was a guy who said to me last year last summer some guy from Spain on some I think it was like YouTube he said wow I really hope you don't do this as a living because you can't sing and you can't write I'm sorry and I, <laughs> I and I said back to him I I was gonna that's this is a whole other episode to be honest isn't it criticism but um and we'll, we'll dip into that in series two actually but um I wrote back to him and I was gonna be all like mate you haven't written a song but I thought you know what I'm gonna be honest with him and. I'm going to say, okay, you might not like it, but I had so much fun writing that. <laughs> and and I, okay, it's not the most powerful song and there's definitely some, you know, the melody, I'm, I'm a bit off pitch, but I really like that little chord thing that I did at the start. And mm-hmm. I think it's okay to be like that, to actually enjoy. And I'm glad that every person who's been on this podcast, when I've said, why is this your favorite song? They've re- responded with, to be honest, I've actually quite enjoyed every song that I've written, not because of the outcome, but because of, the process like you it's, it's a big thing is, is how you've written this song and um, so I think it's fair to enjoy that moment and I hope that you'll always remember that with this song because it seems like quite a big deal and I'll like I'll be thinking of that when I play it and, and like in the next half hour I'll be thinking oh yeah <laughs> I'll be thinking he, he got emotional and it, um a lot of people played off that which is really really cool <clears throat> so uh, it's really, that's awesome. Uh, I should probably ask you uh, what I ask everybody. Uh, we haven't actually spoken about Corona yet, which is interesting. I always seem to go into that with people straight away or middle, but I need to ask you, Spencer, A, have you been writing during the lockdown?
1: Yes, yeah, I did an album uh, quite a lot, actually. I, I did, wow. did an album, I think it was released August on my band camp. So as soon as lockdown started, I knew I'd be in trouble because I'm very active. Huh person oh. possibly undiagnosed ADHD too many people have said that so oh, wow. I had to okay. keep myself going so what I did was I record a song a week so I I, oh, I work I work for the university in the day so after after work finished I'd um you know I'd uh, i do a song every seven days so perhaps you know Monday would be the the, the rhythm Tuesday would be the bass Thursday would be the guitars mm-hmm. Friday would be the synths and I'd sing on the weekend and mix on Sunday put it up on Monday so after Thirteen weeks, I think it was. I had a, I had an album, and then I I stopped at that point. But I did manage an album.
0: When uh, did you start the album?
1: The, the first the first few days, the first weekend oh. when because we I went we went into lockdown. I live in Caffili, so we went into lockdown in March. I think oh, maybe that was the case for everyone. I don't know. But I I thought right, I need to sort myself out because I'm gonna quickly go downhill if I don't do something.
0: Wow so it's just um you literally wow you you did an album in lockdown that's that says a lot I think about the motivation and were there any when you had I'm assuming over the past almost year you might have had a moment where you weren't feeling creative so like what if there was a moment like that uh what did you do to kind of get yourself back up again
1: oh gosh you know I don't I do uh... I, I have the opposite problem. I hope this isn't going to come across the wrong way. I have the opposite problem of, of running out of time to, to get all my ideas out. And I have a real fear that I'm going to die before I get to do all the good songs I want to do. That sounds ridiculous, wow. right? There.
0: No, it's good.
1: So in in lockdown, um, some of my friends did charity albums. We did a There was a Beatles charity album and a Velvet Underground album, so I did two wow. songs for those. And then I also got in touch with, well, some guys got in touch with me who were writing a musical. And they needed uh, a, a test opening number, so I did that. And then a guy bought my album I put up, and he wanted to write a song together. So we ended up writing a song. I've never met this guy, but but so we that we did that as well. So there's always stuff to do. Mm. Um, um, what has happened? I've got another album coming out the end of maybe this month or next month with a producer who was bored. So I just sent him a load of songs, <laughs> and he had instruments do it. So there's always, wow. I yeah, I, I. It sounds terrible to say out loud, but I I never. I never run out of ideas, so I, I, I feel sorry for people that struggle with it, mm. I don't. I think the the advantage and disadvantage of being me is that I always change genres after albums, so that gives me a whole set of influences and a whole different set of ideas. The disadvantage is if you follow my music, you're probably going to hate the next thing I do. <laughs> so that's And that's why that works against my favour and sort of people following me and people liking me, because People that like one album, they'll actively tell me, I did not like that next thing you did, but it doesn't matter to me, you know.
0: How diverse are we talking? Is it just literally a whole of genre?
1: What did I do? I've done, let me, sorry, let me work it out since then. I've done eight albums and I did a, Whoa. the first one I did was a three piece rock one. And, the... and then the second one I did was a 13 piece sort of chamber orchestra thing. And then wow. and it just goes on like that. And then some synthesizers and the country album.
0: Oh my gosh! This okay. four, it, it totally different things. When when you say uh, chamber orchestra, is that kind of like choir? We had
1: a we, we had we had a small um, chamber orchestra. So there were strings, horns, woodwind, and 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 two other singers besides myself. So wow! That was and,
0: and that was after the one you did that was rock.
1: Yes, we did. So, so you know, wow. it's really worked against me because a lot of people sort of you know you can't build an audience that way. So never ever do what I'm doing everybody.
0: No, I honestly don't know. I'm not just trying to be polite. I have to be polite because I'm the host of this thing, but genuinely never, ever heard of somebody who's done that unless they're, I suppose, an indie band um, who are trying out, you know, sort of like, I know this, uh, I'm a big fan of the 1975 and I think they try and do that, but it's getting a bit we're a bit sort of lost. And even with them, they've got a big fan base, but sometimes it's a bit too extreme. They've got like a, almost like, they've got like punk, they've got pop, they've got a bit of country. And it's like, what's going on? But you've done, I think um, it's kind of justified too, because you've done full albums. You've actually done an album in all those genres. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. It's not like you've even done one song of each. You've sort of set out. you're obviously very focused when you do a project and that's very, um, that's very dedicated and I don't know how you keep the attention to to be honest on that like I'd I'd be so distracted like oh I want to go back to my synthesizers and yeah
1: um, yeah yeah. I think think, um when I wrote the the album the album was called "Loser Leaves Town that this song we're discussing was on you know I had you know I worked on that for six months and and then I didn't want to do didn't want to do it ever again so so I I do get sick of it and I I never want to go back then but uh I think it's like when people research a novel, you know, they they um they, they have a set of influences and they go away and they research it and they live in that world and and then they get sick of it and want to you know don't want to go back.
0: But, yeah, absolutely, and it's I suppose and as well. You will take things from those genres to make. I mean, how many? There's billions of subgenres now, and I think you'll be learning the different sort of writing techniques and the production and the mixing. Do, do you mix yourself?
1: I, um, I, the, the one I did on, on in lockdown is the first time I've ever done it myself. So I, and I just had garage band and a house on my own, so I had to. But usually I I always pay like a producer to do something, someone to mix and produce it because it's only this year that I've learned how to do that. Well, last year is now I've learned how to actually. And I, I didn't do a very good job, but it was okay for me that this album I did last year, and it's fifth yeah. fifth time I learned that. Before then, it's been boring to me
0: is it, um which uh, program did you use out of curiosity
1: only garageband i saw it's very basic <laughs> oh sorry
0: you, you know you, you just literally said that before didn't you i am everyone it's either ableton logic or sometimes fl but i haven't heard anyone so far who's used garageband but so many people use garageband so i'm great. i'm curious to what's the album called uh that one you it's, mixed
1: Mitigating Circumstances, it's free on Bandcamp, so you can...
0: Oh my, that title though, very striking. <laughs> I was curious about your title as well, this is totally off subject, but well actually it's not because you're, the song we're talking about tonight, you, that's on Loser Leaves Home?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, Loser Leaves Town, yeah.
0: L- Loser Leaves Town. Can you, what's, I'm, I've got to ask, what was the, um, what was that, the, the, was it like a concept album? It, um, yeah,
1: because I, I had I had six months to write it and I knew I was performing in Swansea where I'm from
0: mm. and I,
1: I had, I had um, a 45 minute set so I couldn't, that's a lot of music to write so I thought I could talk in between songs and so I made every song about me growing up in Swansea so just, just about life then and, and sort of funny stories and characters and funny things that had happened to me because I thought I could then talk a couple of minutes between each song and stretch out the set so it was a really mm really weird set of circumstances to write a set of songs. But Los- Loser Leaves Town is, is um, I'm a fan of professional wrestling, always have been a fan of professional wrestling. Wow. And Loser Leaves Town is a form of a wrestling match where the loser oh. would have to leave town and go wrestle in another town. This is going so back cool.
0: the second. So it's oh just... my god I didn't see I didn't see that coming there's that, there's that <laughs> moment I honestly don't know where I thought it was something like oh you, you went off to another city to do your gig in or m- maybe your work but you're like so I've always been a fan of wrestling you like, <laughs> <I> know <laughs> I what know. I love about this like you, you can so many people have probably listened to that uh over the past you said was it 2018 you released it
1: I think so yeah yeah yes I'm gonna say yes
0: <laughs> So you got like that's that's what's nearly well yeah it's three years and I didn't expect that but that's cool so are we talking just sort of just just because I'm actually curious I need to when I'm curious about something I need to ask is that like the WWF wrestling or is it like the old school? Yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. All, all all sorts wrestling used to be um in but before the WWF it, it would be territorial you know so so if you think about the states in America they'd have their own wrestling federations and mm. when it was time for a wrestler to to got so big you'd have to go and move to a different city to be successful in a bigger place they'd have a loser leaves town match and he would lose and that would mean he'd go and and before the advent of cable tv you'd never see him again so i like i like that i like the the collection of words loser leaves town it's always stuck with me
0: it's it's nice saying isn't it really
1: yeah and i I, and if it sort of fits in with with the cover which has me as like a dejected sort of loner sort of guy which again fits in with the aesthetic of all those 70s covers of just the lonely man on his by the piano. Paul Williams did a lot of them. He wrote uh, Rainbow Connection, and we've only just begun the carpenters' he Use he's, he's another person that really influenced me, and he had a lot of these, you know, dweeby loser loner guys. So it fit in with the genre too. So it, it worked for me on a couple of levels.
2: Couple
0: wow, that's <laughs> so cool. I, I didn't even think. I'm not really into just because I'm I'm a bit biased with my um, pop music, and I'm I'm sort of obsessed with uh, I guess newly born 80s so like the 80s music that we look, people do now with better technology and also 80 I love the 80s just the pop in it so I never actually I feel the more that I learned about the 70s like the more I get older I'm like oh my goodness there was so much there was a lot of raw content there, even though you had disco and funk you had so much like these guys who like you said were just kind of not sad boys but I mean even lonely boy that was the 70s wasn't it yeah yeah and that was a really sad song like you kind of it, it's a massively um, narrative song and he's sort of telling the story and it's like you actually feel really bad for him. And you think, oh, my goodness, you know, it's but I love how that's uh, that was one of your inspirations because we haven't had anyone um, so far. I think your episode maybe 12 or 13, but that's that's incredible. Yeah, I did wonder I saw the picture, too, of you sort of walking. Um, <laughs> I've got my Internet off now because I don't want to disturb the, the chat, but. I was like, I wonder whether that was shot, like I, I was thinking, i was trying to recognize the street, but I guess it was, was it Swansea you took it in? It
1: was It, it was the Cardiff Dock area. Yeah, there, there was um, uh, okay. a, guy, there's a guy I knew and I, and I sent him, sent this, I sent him the name Loser Leaves Town and I sent him some pictures of lampposts and he said, oh, I know this place. So he went, mm. the only way thing it doesn't make sense is that I should be walking towards the dots, but I'm walking away from it. So maybe I've just arrived in a different <laughs> town. It, don't think about it too much.
0: Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm after listening, I figured when I was listening uh, earlier before, I realised there was a lot, well, the full album came up on YouTube and I was sort of, it, I, I was trying to listen to the other songs and it got to something like 26 minutes past five and I thought, okay, I've got to be professional. I need to talk to Spencer now because I don't want to be late. But I'm going to listen to that, I think, for my sort of, um, pre-sleep music because I'm really excited to see what you there's so much things in your well in that song at least there's so many elements and that's just from what you told me tonight so I really really am looking forward to listening because I just love pop music just straight up pop and well done really on this song it's fantastic I'm going to play it um now for the guys um yeah so thank you so much Spencer it's been really really insightful and you've been great so please come back again for season two
2: okay sounds good what are we
1: doing in season two
0: it's gonna get a little bit heavy spencer it's gonna um i'm gonna be talking i feel like i don't want to put it out there yet but it's gonna be a lot more broad it's gonna get a bit more deeper and sort of not comparing ourselves to other people and how you manage comparing yourself to not only artists that you know are up there like elton or like my favorite singers or whoever but sort of social media, how it's we actually get inspired as opposed to threatened, because I know people have a big problem with that at the moment. Um, So it's gonna be a bit about that and also sort of um, performance anxiety and stuff like that and putting yourself out there. So please come back. I'd love to talk to you about your live stuff because it seems you've had a lot of live experience, haven't you?
1: I I think so, but there's always always people have had more. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, but you've seen, you were sort of just talking before and I was thinking, oh my goodness, he's, yeah, and you've had your songs being played in before the um, apocalypse, you've had your songs being played and people sort of mouthing and da- dancing to them, so please do come back.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm happy, I'm very small time, I'm happy to talk music all day though, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've already gone on to, I think I've gone on again, guys. I'm so sorry. I might have to edit if we've gone over 30 minutes. But for now, that's Spencer Segalog. Like Thank all you, the sir.
2: Your very dad's much. Collection. The one that brings happy thoughts and then the deep reflection. When I think about it twice, it really seems to blow my mind sound like all of the records in your dad's collection What is it about music and the strange connection? I hope there's more highs than lows But if you're thinking where did good times go Go! Camping trips And lemonade An escapade. Those days ain't. in your dad's collection Strange you picked a man with a similar conception When I think it through at night You know it really seems quite right To sound like all of the records in your dad's collection There's something about us that holds Others' attention. So join me at the piano tonight. We'll sing it side by side. We'll stay tight, there may be tantrums, but we we'll throw the fight, so marry me, we'll do alright, it's coming, oh, 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 you know a sound like all of the records in your dad's collection, yes, the sound like all of the records in your dad's